Would you please pray with me? Loving God, may this time we spend together today enhance our insight and commitment to your still speaking voice. Do I have a stewardship story? I've asked myself this question every time I've listened over the years to the poignant reflections members have shared during the season. I thought, I hope no one asked me to share my story because I don't know what in the world I would say. Well, Rick did ask me, and of course I said yes, and I promised him I would dig deep to flesh out why I give financial support as well as some of my time to Old South Church and how I arrive at the decision for what my commitment will be. I enjoyed looking back at the Christian influences, mostly from my family, that have led me to faithful belonging and to faithful stewardship. Currently, the time I spend volunteering and contributing to my community is almost exclusively with Old South Church activities. That was not always the case. Also, Old South receives the largest amount of our family's charitable giving. You'll see that the way I've thought about giving to the church has well evolved. As some of the other reflectors have said, my coming to church, as well as my giving, is rooted in my experience as a child. Both of my parents, three of my four grandparents, and nearly all of my extended family have been churchgoers. In Charlotte, North Carolina, where I grew up, people at one time would ask someone they met, where do you live? Where do you go to school? And even, where do you go to church? In other words, nearly everyone I knew worshipped regularly somewhere, and at that time in Charlotte, almost everyone worshipped at a church rather than a synagogue or a mosque. The city's grown more diverse since the 1960s and 70s. On Sundays, unless we were away from home and sometimes when we were away, we went to church. That's it. No debate. It's like going to school on weekdays. My mother sang in the choir. My father ushered occasionally. My paternal grandmother attended her Sunday school church and enjoyed her circle. My mother's childhood Baptist church in Blacksburg, South Carolina, at, at that church, my relatives went to Sunday school, Sunday worship service, Sunday evening training union, David's story reminded me what that is, Wednesday night programming, choir practice, church softball games, vacation Bible school, and other events. My family's belief in Christ, their habits, the examples they set, established a Christian foundation in me that have, I have built upon over my own life. When I went to college, I sang in the chapel choir, partly to, just to make sure I kept up my Sunday attending habits. When I moved to Boston in my early 20s, I eventually did the church search, like I know many of you have done. I went to church as well. I felt the congregation lacked vibrancy and lacked a promising future. I went to one place where I knew other people, but I was uncomfortable with some of the conservative messaging. When I visited Old South, I was blown away by Jim Crawford's sermons. I also basked in the awesomeness of the beautiful music reverberating in this fabulous sanctuary. Old South's inclusive welcome and its long history of seeking justice sealed the deal, and I joined. 
I don't know, I didn't know anyone here really. That's very different from my mother's childhood church where I had so many relatives that during the service I would count the number of people in the choir that I was related to. But here at Old South, I knew I had found the right place for me. By the way, many have found a home here at Old South who didn't have a church-going childhood experience that I had. I'm happy that our community here welcomes all people, regardless of their spiritual journey stage. The broad spectrum of attendees here reaches from those who are in the curious stage to fully ordained ministers. I have to say, Old South didn't really feel like my church home at first. For years, I attended festival service at 11 a.m. and then headed back out to the attractions of the Back Bay. I joined act activities occasionally, like serving food to the unhoused, but for the most part, I didn't get to know my fellow members. I didn't know what I was missing. Then a crazy thing happened that changed my perspective. Somebody asked me to join a committee. By this time, I had two young daughters attending church school, and I was identified as an untapped resource. <laughs> Participation on the Christian Education Committee, it's since changed its name and structure, that helped me develop my relationship with Old South and its members. Serving on the committee showed me the dedication and the hard work that members offer to enhance this community, as well as the Christian education of our children. Participating on the Stewardship Committee has opened my eyes to the spiritual approach our leadership takes toward the necessary work of bringing in funds for our worship and outreach. Participating in all church telephone calling, I've heard the enthusiasm with, with which members receive those calls and the opportunity to pray together. I witnessed enormous generosity during the capital campaign. Helping search for an interim senior minister, I saw the deep respect for Old South among the excellent candidates. Serving as a trustee, I appreciate the vigilance exercised over caring for our endowment, our church building, and our heritage treasures. As a GBIO liaison, I celebrate the strong commitment of our congregation for fighting injustice. The rich discussions I've participated in during committee meetings and during Sunday 10 a.m. forums have revealed to me the wisdom and openness of the people who make up this congregation. All these experiences have brought me closer to God. What a place to call home. By the way, there's no reason to be asked in order to launch yourself more fully into the life of Old South. Here's some steps you can take. You can mention your interests and abilities to any pastor, committee chair, or member of the leadership committee. You can find the names of the chairs and leadership committee members on the website. You look under members, governance, boards, and committees. You can read about what the co committees do in the annual report, which is also on the website. If you can't commit your time on a regular basis, then check out the weekly bulletin in the email and you'll see projects pop up over the year that do need volunteers. So what about the treasure part? For my stewardship in, the early, in my early 20-something days, I thought, I at least need to pay a cover charge to come here. When I went out at night, I had to pay $5 to enter a place with a sticky floor. 
Everyone coming to this beautiful place should pay a cover charge, I reasoned. After becoming a member, I began a regular stewardship habit. Again, my family elders set an example for me to follow. I knew my parents and grandparents pledged. My mother remembers her father every Sunday morning, putting one-tenth of his week's salary into an envelope. This grandfather was a farmer and a mill worker who had a wife and 13 children to support. In addition to following the influence of my family, I also reasoned, any club you join, a dinner club, a sorority, it requires dues to be paid. My church is not a club. It's a place where I meet and worship God. But it does have operating needs, like any institution, and there is community outreach. Serving on the stewardship committee as a trust and as a trustee, I see the numbers. There is no divine source of funds. I must give. During the early years of my membership, when I didn't give much of my time, I felt a strong obligation to give more treasure. Now that I have more free time, I happily contribute more of it to Old South, and we continue our same financial giving habits. I married someone who did not have religious habits as part of his upbringing like I did, and he's not likely to become an Old South member. So the decision of how much to give and what portion of our overall giving should be, to overall giving to Old South should be, is a little tricky. My husband Jim has had enough exposure to Old South to appreciate its important role in our community and he's been wonderfully supportive and respectful of our daughters and my participation. As he and I consider the many organizations needing financial support, it isn't hard to lift Old South to the top of our donation list especially since it's where at least part of our family directly participates. Whatever financial giving stage you're in and whatever life stage you're in, giving of your treasure and time to Old South connects you to God. Your contribution can help enhance worship for yourself and others and increase our outreach to the Boston community and beyond. You can help neighbors, strangers, and future generations of both of these. You can also set an example for those around you. The sustainability of our church, its membership growth and financial stability, needs participation and support from our future generations. Hopefully our worshiping habits and the giving of our time and treasure will resonate with our children and others around us. So how to reconcile Give until you feel it, or give until it hurts, and God loves a cheerful giver, is for you to prayerfully discern. As far as timing, there are always opportunities to pitch in with time and treasure when you're ready. I realize today is Consecration Sunday, and we're submitting our financial giving promises now, but I assure you, it's never too late to make a pledge or gift.